Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Bless your holy name today. Amen. Look at your neighbor this morning and tell him it feels good to be in church. Amen. You may be seated. Give honor to my bishop this morning. Love and appreciate him. Appreciate and love our pastor and his wife and family this morning. What a privilege it is to be in church today. And I look across this congregation this morning, and I'm, I'm purposefully stalling just a little bit as these gentlemen get ready. Um, but I look across the congregation this morning, and I can't help but feel a cross-mixed emotion of both frustration and gratitude. And my gratitude, Bishop, is is that I have a desire to come to the house of the Lord. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm I'm just sharing that I'm thankful to be here today. When you miss, regardless of the reason, if it's something that you want to be at, you miss it. Amen. So I appreciate that this morning. Um, We're going to do something today. We have... Both guitars set up. Okay. Oh, there it is. All right, we're going to do something this morning. I'm going to teach. We're going to get into the word of the Lord, but we're doing something with purpose today. So uh, I'll explain a little bit as we go along and then more afterwards. Landon, you ready? You ready, buddy? All right. We're going to have a couple of guitar uh, solo presentations this morning for your listening enjoyment. All right? I'm ready when you are. Whatever feels good. We got some volume. Right, let's give him a good hand. Wasn't that good? Amen. Can anybody else out in the congregation do that? I can't do that. All right, that was good. Now we're going to have another one. We're going to go back and forth here just a little bit, all right? Everybody okay? You going to stay with me? All right. I don't care what you play. Whatever feels good. Okay. 
right, let's give him a good hand this morning. Switch back. All right, we're going to switch back. Brother Landon is going to take another go at it. This is not necessarily a guitar off, or however they say that, like the drum off or whatever. But we are doing some compare and contrast this morning with a very specific reason. Whenever you're ready. Right, very good. Let's give him a good hand. All right, one more time. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever makes you happy. Alright, let's give them both a good hand this morning. And if you'll stand with me this morning, we're actually going to read the word of the Lord. Don't anybody get nervous. I'm going to be teaching this morning on the subject of the value of small beginnings. We're going to compare and contrast what just happened in just a moment. The value of small beginnings. The book of Mark chapter 4 and verse number 30, the Bible reads, And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what comparison shall we compare it it is like a grain of mustard seed which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth but when it is sown it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. The value of small beginnings. Bishop, would you ask the Lord to help us this morning anoint the lips of clay to speak today? Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated this morning. Brother Alex, Brother Landon, thank you for your help this morning. I appreciate that. What they have demonstrated for you this morning, very briefly, is the value of small beginnings. They did so through a demonstration of varying levels of guitar experience. Brother Landon represented the beginner level of, of guitar playing. Actually, I wrote that he represented the beginner level, but he probably represents a little bit above beginner level because uh, as, a, as a novice or beginner guitar player who never intends to be on anything but that, I can't do that. So he might be a little bit better than beginner, but he definitely represented a starting point, and Alex represented the more experienced level this morning. Somewhere around eight years ago, if I've got my, my timing correct, Alex, Brother Alex, was also at the beginner level. 
eight years, ten years, twelve years, somewhere, somewhere around there, in his level of guitar playing. Now, the only reason why his playing advanced to the level that it is today, does anybody want to wager a, a guess? Practice, yes. I can't disagree with that. But if I could take it one step further this morning, the reason why he has advanced to the level he is today is because he never quit playing. Sounds simple. Must not be as simple as it sounds today. There are a lot of people, and I'm going to use music as a very brief example this morning. There are a lot of people who want to play an instrument but don't want to put the time that it takes into learning how to do so. I can recall as, as a little boy in my, in my father's church, there was a particular woman in the church who, who said, I say this carefully, said she had a desire, Bishop, to play the piano. She, she and, and, and odds are she's not going to hear this podcast. I won't call her by name, but I will speak somewhat freely. Uh, she, she really expressed it with such earnesty and, and, and what appeared to be such desire that, oh Lord, I want to play the piano if you'll just help me. So much so, and I'm not making fun this morning. I know that God can choose to do whatever He wants to, however He wants to. But she literally went over to the piano one evening uh, during a service and asked them to pray for her hands that God would give her the ability to play. Now, I'm not saying God can't do that. But what I also know is behind the story, Brother Fred, she didn't practice. She didn't put any time into mastering her skill. She didn't try learning chords. She didn't do anything. She wanted God to just drop out of the sky without effort this ability to be able to play. And then, boom, whew, I'm a piano player. There are no shortcuts unless God performs a miracle. God will not usually do for you what you can do for yourself. But I will tell you this morning that when you do what you can do, He'll take over from there. I can recall my, my own personal prayer as a teenager. I wanted nothing more. There was three particular gentlemen who played the Hammond B3 organ. And I, I like playing the keyboard. I like playing the piano. I don't like any, playing anything as much as I do the B3. And, and as a teenager, I, I wanted so bad to play like these three gentlemen. But I didn't have near the skill set. But I was only 13 years old at the time. But I can remember Bishop praying and saying, God, if you will help me play like them, I will use that for you. Now, I'll tell you what I did do at that point. In a whole lot of spare time, I would play their music. I would have my keyboard in my bedroom set on the organ setting. And me and these three gentlemen, we'd go to town. I didn't sound like them, but as long as I was playing with them, I thought I did. But what that did do is it taught me the discipline of practice. It taught me the discipline of rehearsing and committing myself to the effort. And I'm, I'm, not to where, I'm not to the skill level that these three gentlemen are still yet today. But I can tell you that as I put effort in, God met me there. 
And, 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 and I, I can't even begin to explain the, the full process. It wouldn't make sense to some of you. But I, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God answered my prayer to a certain degree because the effort was placed. There are many things in life that we see and we experience that start out small but grow. Small seeds grow into big trees. As a matter of fact, one of the smallest seeds in the world grows into the great sequoia tree, which can grow up to 300 feet in height. Babies grow into adults. Uh, small puppies, some breeds, grow into big dogs. Uh, iron ore from the ground is made into steel, which is made to use to, in the building of bridges and skyscrapers and automobiles, trains and airplanes, just to name a few. Small things become big. It takes a process of time. There are some learning opportunities that cause us to start out small. Learning a new language. You don't start out in a new language fluent. It just don't happen. I've actually put a set of headphones on played in my target language and went to sleep hoping that when I woke up I'd speak better. It doesn't work. It didn't help at all. I woke up and tried a few things and was like, well, that didn't help. But it takes time. It takes a process. Learning a, mu a new musical instrument. We just covered that this morning already. It takes step by step. Now, I don't know what it's like to uh, to, uh, to take guitar lessons. I don't even know what it's like to take piano lessons, necessarily. Uh, it'd be better if I did. I do know what it's like to take drum lessons. And I remember, Pastor, whenever I was a little boy taking drum lessons, uh, they started me out slow. They started me out on just a couple of things. You know, I wanted to do all the licks and the fancy cymbals and the boom, bop, 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 bop. Brother Malone, they didn't start me out on that. They started me out on something that they knew I could handle. Now, I could have chosen to give up then because I wasn't interested in what they were teaching me. But what they were teaching me was necessary for me to be able to do at a later date what it was I wanted to do. Because it is a process. Somebody say amen. Learning to sing. It's not always natural. I can remember trying to learn how to sing. My brother and I were in, our, in his bedroom and he was playing his guitar. This was on a Saturday night. He was having church the next morning, of course. He was playing his guitar and I was singing. Man, we was having worship. And uh, I thought things was going pretty good. So mom came to the door and she said, why are you singing every song and every note in the exact same note? Well, I didn't know I was. So I needed to be taught what was the right way to try to sing. Learning a new job. Has anyone here this morning ever started a new job and immediately you, you had it mastered? I know there's some people that think they do. No one? So it takes effort. You start out at a certain place. 
and then you grow from there. Whether it there are just a couple of jobs in particular that I can think of that would really require uh, somewhat of a learning curve. One is a mechanic. I, I, I appreciate mechanics, especially whenever something goes wrong with my car. Doctors. Doctors don't start out cutting you open. They start out with four years of preliminary school and then four years of medical school and then several years of residency and specialties and learning and learning and learning. It's a lifelong journey of learning. Lawyers. I, I've never needed one. But if there's ever a day that I do, I want one who has been skilled in doing what needs to be done. Factory work. Can't overlook that. They're hard jobs. They require skill. They require effort. A pilot. God bless the pilots. They keep us safe. But that's a skill. I can remember still learning how to type. I don't even think they teach typing classes anymore. But I can remember learning, learning home row. And the first exercise was J, 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 J. Now that bores me to tears now. But at that time, I was pretty excited. Oh, wow, this is pretty cool. And then whenever we got to where we could actually type a few three-letter words without looking, you know, the, the boy, uh, that's more than three letters. The boy jumps, you know, the cow jumps over the brown fox and all that kind of stuff. You start small and then it grows from there. Stephen Covey said, start with the end in mind. Using this as a frame of reference this morning, it would be healthy for us. And would it help keep us from quitting when the matters of life get in the way? Ladies and gentlemen, this morning life is hard. I'm here to tell you today that life is not even fair. People can be mean, life can get sloppy, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm embarrassed. But I can't quit now. I've come too far to stop now. I may trip, I may make mistakes. Let me tell you something, the person that never makes mistakes this morning never tried anything. So don't get, don't get deterred today by people who say they've never messed up. Anybody ever tells you they've never messed up, they've never tried. You can't, you can't mock at someone who's trying, even though they may mess up. If I don't get it right today, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Why? Because I've got the end in mind. I know where I'm headed. I know what my purpose is. This morning I can declare that I know what my why is. Why am I, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why do I worship God? Why do I come to church? I know what my why is. Because I'm in love with Jesus. It's not just because I want to go to heaven. I'm not here this morning trying to avoid some type of absentee penalty. I'm here today because I'm in love with my Savior. How many is here this morning because you love the Lord? We're not here today because, because we're afraid of getting in trouble. I'm here because I love Him. We must understand this morning that the master of anything was once a beginner. But there are some of us that if we try one thing and it don't work out the first time, what do we want to do? 
we won't quit. No one starts out in a, on something new and is immediately the master of it. There may be someone here this morning that small beginnings for you means a moment of outward worship that you normally don't do. Maybe small beginnings for you is a small amount of daily prayer. Maybe it's financial giving that you're not accustomed to. Maybe small beginnings for you is surrendering to transformational living, changing your lifestyle. Maybe small beginnings for you is changing the company you keep, modifying your language, attending church faithfully. Small beginnings for each of us may differ, but I'm here to tell somebody this morning that just because you try and it doesn't work out doesn't mean you need to stop. Because the only way you're ever going to get to where you need to go is to keep pulling yourself up every time you fall. Is to keep trying every time you fail. That's the only way we can make that happen. We're often interrupted in our small beginnings by troubles and by adversities that if we're not careful will cause emotions to get in the driver's seat. And those emotions will cause doubt and fear and concern and somehow take over what it is that we're about to do. This leads us to the questioning moments of our effort Maybe it wasn't worth it after all. Well, I tried once, and it didn't work, so I'm done. You know, that's why some relationships don't work. Is because somebody in the relationship only tried once and said to themselves, I don't care enough about that person to try again. Amen. So perhaps it wasn't worth it, so I'll just quit. It didn't work out the first time. How many times, how many examples, how many occasions can you quote that you know that it was perfect the first time? Not many. It's so rare, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So is it worth quitting? No. It's not worth quit. Don't quit just because there's difficulties. Don't quit just because you didn't get it right the first time. God values small beginnings because small beginnings become giant endings. I love hearing stories of people who start out in their walk with God and you watch the transformation, you see the steps that they're taking to get from where they were yesterday to where God wants them to be today and then all of a sudden they transition to where they're teaching Sunday school classes. Amen. If we rewind the clock 11 years, is that right? Ten years? Somewhere in there. James Malone was not a guy that was going to step foot behind this pulpit. Right? The first time he came to church, he didn't come up here. First time he came to church, I don't, I don't know if he felt anything other than fear.
What changed him? Kept coming. He kept exposing himself to the presence of God. And what was once a small thing has become a bigger thing. And his consistency in that small thing led to an even bigger thing. And then another bigger thing. And it's building blocks, ladies and gentlemen, of life. If you look over your shoulder, you should not be standing on the same foundation you were years ago. You should be building blocks ahead of where you were. I should not be in this race the same place, the same position I started in. If you are in the same position uh, in line of this race that you were when you started, then you haven't moved. God values small beginnings, even if it's just one step at a time. He's not looking for supermen and superwomen to leap tall buildings in a single bound. He's looking for people that will consistently love Him. And know that in our humanity, when I mess up, I'm not going to walk away from Him. Anyone, I'm going I'm I'm to venture out on a, on a limb here just a minute, and I hope it's a big limb and it's 30. I want you to look up here. There's three guys. All different, all individualistic, and all subject to mistake. All three of us. I'm not calling them to error. I'm just saying we're human. For all you gentlemen in the room this morning, we put our pants on the same way you do. One leg at a time. We don't hold our pants up and run and jump in them. If any of the three of us did, it would be Bishop, but I don't think he does. One leg at a time. We're, We're no different in our humanity than you are. Subject to error, subject to mistake. You may not know about it. Listen to me. There are some of you this morning that, that you, you, you put certain people, I know I'm probably not one of them, but you put certain people up on a pedestal. And you say, well, I don't have it all figured out the way Bishop does. And I mess up a whole lot more than he does. You don't know that. And even if that's true, that's why he's bishop. We've got to be careful what we use as our measuring stick. Our measuring stick needs to be God. That should not take away from our respect, but our measuring stick should be God. And if you're making an effort, even if you're not where you need to be, if you're making an effort, and if it's one step forward, one step forward, three steps backwards, don't stop. Keep making another step forward. God's going to bless you. Because God values small beginnings. God blesses people who will not quit just because it's not easy. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not ready to worship the way that you guys worship. That's fine. Start somewhere. 
I, I can't pray an hour. I don't know if anybody's asked you to. Jesus asked his disciples to. And look what happened. They fell asleep. I'll be honest with you. Now I, I missed Power Hour the other night. Completely forgot about it till Friday. How's that for humanity? But there's been a Power Hour or two. I've left feeling like the Apostle Peter. I've got one amen. What's that mean? I, I've fallen asleep on him before. And woke up, oh Lord, where was I? Amen, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Now, to those who that's never happened to, they could easily judge that. Well, I can't believe somebody fall asleep praying. It's fine. But for those of you that's never tried, what point I'm trying to make for you this morning is when you try and it don't go so well, try again. Try again. Zechariah 4 and verse number 10, the Bible says, For who hath despised the day of small things. In several other translations, that's worded small beginnings. For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet, or plumb line, in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. The Israelites returned to Jerusalem from exile in Babylon, and they were very discouraged at the smallness of the foundations of the temple and understood that the task before them was very great. God sent his prophet Zechariah to them to encourage them with the promise of his word. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're not careful this morning, our fear of small beginnings will keep us from stepping out in faith. Some people are paralyzed by trying anything out of fear that it's not going to go well. So rather than make a decision to try, they make a decision to do nothing. But I want you to know this morning, God will bless your effort, even if it's messy. There are reasons we typically despise small beginnings. Small beginnings don't appear to be successful. After all, if it was successful, wouldn't it be bigger? That's not necessarily true, but that's what we think. The second reason we typically despise small beginnings is small beginnings are hard. They require a lot of work. And to be brutally honest, this morning we are living in a lazy society. And that laziness, pardon me this morning, but that laziness has crept into the church. We don't worship the way we used to. And I'm, I'm not necessarily saying we at First Apostolic Church. That's not a berating statement. I'm saying we as a people. 
There's a few exceptions out there. But generally speaking, we don't worship the way we used to as a, as a church society. But we can't excuse our behavior just because someone else does it. If every apostolic church refuses to worship, that doesn't make us right to follow. There's value in worship. Small beginnings in your worship, God will bless. I remember the first time, the first time that I really started vocalizing my worship as, as a young man, as a, as a young boy. I can remember the first time during, during my dad's preaching, Bishop, that I said amen out loud. And it took, it took a, lot of, a lot of working up, you know, a lot of mental things. I was, I, was, I was waiting for the right moment, you know. And <coughs> I had worked it up, and the right moment presented itself, and I said amen. I was the only one that said amen. You know what happened? Now, now God bless our elders. I, I'm not. I'm, this is not meant to be a, a disparaging comment toward them because it wasn't in this church. But in that particular church, what happened is elders turned around and looked at me and went, and you'd have to know my personality to appreciate this, and some of you do, some of you don't. But that just made me want to say amen even more. I was like, what are you looking at? But let me tell you what that would do for some of you. It'd make you crawl back in the hole and say, well, I don't think I'm going to say amen anymore. We need to be careful what our behavior is toward our fellow brother and sister in worship. Because we might be a stumbling block to them to cause them to not worship the way that they want to. Some people need affirmation. Some people need more support. I didn't let it stop me. But some people would. I can remember the first time I paid tithes. Mr. McGee's teaching on financial stewardship, so let me just throw this story in real quick. This isn't going to happen to everyone, and it didn't happen to me every time, but it did boost my faith. The first time I paid tithes, I was making $30 a month for my aunt to weed-eat her lawn. So I had $3 tithe to give. And I was proud. Man, I don't, I don't even remember how old I was, maybe 11 years old. I was proud. I had a tithe envelope with my name on it. I had been taught by my parents to tithe what it meant to tithe. So I had an opportunity to do it, and I'll tell you what, I was flat proud. I mean, I was chest out, bouncing the step proud. I was like, yeah, I paid my tithes today. Before that Sunday was over, I gave $3. Still to this day, I don't know how it happened. <coughs> Before the evening service that afternoon, I had over $80 cash money in my wallet. I don't know how it happened. Now, every time I've given God, He hasn't blessed me in return financially. There's times He blesses me in health. 
God spoke to me specifically on our missionary night. My health's been improving ever since. God will bless the small things. He'll bless the things that you can't rationalize. He'll bless the things that your education can't qualify. Because His ways are not my ways. Now I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I don't need to validate everything I'm thinking in the Spirit because it may not make sense to me. It may not make sense to you. But if God sanctioned it, God will bless it. And there's value in it. There's value in it. We're often, another reason why we despise small beginnings, we're often surrounded by negative adversarial people who just seems like they just live to discourage us, pull us down to their level. And their level is the world of don't try anything. They sure don't want you to try. Hello? I guarantee you there are people in your life that don't want you to try harder because that will make them look bad. But who do you want to please this morning? Them or God? He values the small things. Not only should we try, but we should praise Him while we're at it. Psalms 105 and verse number 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people, sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength, seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. A few verses following this, we're told that he hath remembered his covenant. The covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Including his confirmation that he would give Israel the land of Canaan. Then, in Psalms 105, verse number 12, the Bible says, When they were but a few men in number. That's small beginnings. Then a few verses later, 105 verse 24 says, And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. That's God blessing small things. That's God valuing the, the beginnings that are small. Because he increased the people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. The final verse of this chapter, beginning at verse number 43, these verses say, And he brought forth his people with joy, and his chosen with gladness. And he gave them the lands of the heathen, and, he, and they inherited the labor of the people, that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. God honors and values small beginnings. Looking back at Zechariah now, a few verses earlier than the verse we read earlier in Zechariah 4 and 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. We often quote that verse. Here it is, right in alignment with, with, 
God saying, who hath despised the day of small beginnings? God don't want us to forsake small beginnings. Our victory comes from small beginnings. Our strength comes from small beginnings. Our future with God comes from small beginnings. Start today, ladies and gentlemen, because there'll be no tomorrow without something small in our life today to start. Oh, could you lift your hands and just magnify Him this morning. I, I need small things in my life. I need small beginnings in my life. The value of small beginnings. You can't go anywhere without a beginning. You can't take a trip without a start. You can't come to church without getting ready. There's a beginning. Small beginnings. When I take a big trip, whenever I take a, a, a globe-trotting trip, my beginning is rather small because I've got to pace myself. It's a 26-hour day. So I start out with just, this is how I do it, I start out with my first leg of my journey. I don't start out clocking the entire trip saying, all right, it's, it's minute 10 of, of 26 hours. I say, I've got, I've got it between now, my first leg of this journey is to get to Evansville. And then once I get to Evansville, my next set of my journey is to get to Atlanta. This is a trip that's coming up for me, so I've already rehearsed it in my mind. When I get to Atlanta, then the next thing I do, I've got to get to JFK in New York City. And that's, that's the third leg. And then the next leg is to get to Israel. And, and so I, I, I dissect it down to all these small sections. And it makes the trip more valuable for me. Let, 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 me, let me break that down just a little bit further. We took our young people, I don't remember what year it was, maybe it was 2010, to Florida. Whew. I vowed I'd never do that a single day in my life again. The trip was good. All right, I have no complaint about students, uh, no complaint about what happened once we got there. But if it's over, I'm so used to flying, if it's over five hours, I don't want to drive. I never did what you did. I, I never did what Brother Uncle Fred did. I, I, I'm not a driver. I, I, don't, I don't do what Josh Johnson does. So if it's, Lord, I hate driving four hours. I hate it. I don't do what you do on a weekly basis. I hate it with a passion. But I drove that one. And it was undeniably miserable. Miserable is not even an adjective that I can use that's strong enough to express my bitter hatred for that trip. Why? Because I didn't set up milestones. I didn't, I didn't set up a small beginning. We left at 2, 2.30 in the morning on a Sunday, and my clock started right then to say, are we there yet? And I was miserable. I want to tell you this morning, God values small beginnings. Don't judge your here against someone else. 
Don't judge your today against someone else's today. You don't know the road they've walked. And for every person that it looks easy, it's not. Amen. For every person you look at that you think, well, boy, they just make it look so easy. Don't ask for their road. Because that's a mistake. Stand with me this morning. There's value in small beginnings. I appreciate our, our guys who helped us demonstrate this morning. They knew what they were in for. They knew what we were comparing and contrasting. If you want to get to the place that you've got your eyes set on, quitting will never get you there. Landon, I don't, I don't know what your desires are, and I'm not, I'm not asking you publicly, but I'm just making a statement this morning. If you want to play the guitar, and if you want to play like him, don't quit. And if people stare at you, stare back. You never get anywhere stopping short of where God wants you to be. You know, we come to church, and I'm landing the plane right now, I promise. We come to church. I watch people from up here see all kinds of things. I've seen people, I've seen people leave in the middle of worship. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't even try to think about why. But I've seen people leave in the middle of worship. Brother Malone has seen people leave when worship's over. I can deduce from that that they don't want what's next. I don't know if I'm right or not. I've seen people leave before the preaching, before the word. I've seen people leave in the middle of the word. I've seen people leave at the end of the word. You leave any time short of the last amen, you're cheating yourself. Because you're going to lose an opportunity for God to seal his word in your heart so that you can leave here and know that a small beginning is favorable. Pastor, there are messages that I've heard preached that never really meant anything to me until God's anointing fell in an altar call. Well, I just felt his Holy Ghost sweep through here. Because there's something, it's almost like an altar call is the sedative for an operation. And God can come in at the end of the word and just kind of cut like a knife and cut and sew and do whatever it is he needs to do. Because it's going to seal his word in your heart. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, don't forsake the presence of God. Whether it's a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or a revival service, it's just as important. It's just as important. And no matter how small it seems, God will favor it. God will favor it. Would you lift your hands as pastor comes this morning? Lift your hands to the Lord today. Say, God...
I need the value of small beginnings in my life. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.